welcome to Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About. I am Amanda Lauren, and I am with my co-host, Allie Levine. Hey, hey, hey. And we are on the line with... She, yeah, I was going to say, she's like an amazing innovator, a leader in the global wellness industry. She is a spiritual healer. She wears many, many, many hats and has so much knowledge between, I mean, modality and hormone balance, sex, aging well, weight management, wellness travel, optimal health. I mean, she's just got it all. So with that introduction, we'll have Diana Stobo here on the line. (laughs) Many, many hats and I wear the pants in the family. So it's good. There you go. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I like that. I actually like being all those things because that's really what, you know, healing is about. And anything that's about wellness is like all encompassing. It's different modalities and whatever works for you is what's great. You know, you got to like be versed yeah, in I everything in order to make it work. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Well, we want to dive right into it. So for our listeners that don't know you that, of course, are going to go check you out. Can you just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and how you started in this journey? Oh, the question, the big question, who am I? Well, many, many years ago, (laughs) I was very ill, ill on on so many levels, like um, precancerous, all the basics that we have, hormone, thyroid, blah, 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 even body pain. And I was a pretty healthy person at the time. I thought I knew everything, but didn't know anything at all. And when I started to clean out my body and dig deeper into those elements, which we're pretty aware of now, no dairy, no meat, no sugar, no wheat, no caffeine, no alcohol, I took those out of my body and I completely healed myself. And that was a huge step into um, the next raw food movement, which was kind of hot around 2008, 2009. It was just beginning. I remember Googling raw food on the internet. I mean, it's like organic. Remember when organic came out and we were like all running around going, what's organic? What's organic? And then we were like, oh, <laughs> organic means not processed. Duh. Why is that word so scary to everyone? Well, raw was the same thing. And, and I Googled raw food and I'll never forget they had this like space food that was dehydrated for, you know, for like spacemen. And I was like, raw food, duh, fruit, vegetables. It was such a mind shift in, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010 that now, of course, everybody knows there's juicing and there's, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at the time, it was a really big twist. And I came from a French um, chef background, cooking background. So in order to make that space noodle thingy taste good, Mm -hmm. I started to incorporate my cooking skills into um, food. So I wrote several books on um, fantastic recipes. And I was probably some of the best recipes around that time. But what happened is when you start cleaning your body out, you know, with food, everything starts to fall into place. All those medications disappear, uh, pains disappear. Um, you start you start thriving on a deeper level, and then the spirit starts to open up. And so um, I just kept diving deeper, and then I was teaching Kundalini yoga, and then I was, you know, doing more education, and I started teaching, and then I started going around the whole uh, nation talking about my healing process. And it just became such a magical um, component that everybody everybody's searching for it right now. And I just happened to have the answers because I was one step ahead doing all the wow. research myself. Yeah. So, I mean, and I've gone through, I'm 54 now and I've gone through menopause. So I studied uh, hormones now and I studied the gut because I had gut issues. So anything that ailed me, I was going to figure it out. 
and I'm pretty damn good at it. Like I'm really good at it. People will come to me and say, oh, my doctor said this, this, this. I'm like, stop that immediately. Do this, this, and this. And they do, and they're better. Not that I'm dissing a doctor. It's just that I know how the system works because I've watched and I've used myself as a Petri dish the whole time and tested it over and over again. And sometimes it didn't work out. You know, I'm like, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> do that again. <laughs> so, you know, and I think that a lot of people are afraid of testing. They want someone to give them the answers. And that's where I kind of thrived. Um, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I just do it. Um, but on a spiritual level, I mean, I taught Kundalini yoga and I was very deep into meditation for a long time. I worked as a clairvoyant, which is kind of crazy. Some, a gift I had from a very young age that I just, once I cleared my body out of all the, you know, gunk that was in there, the, all my, you know, my seeing, my abilities came back. And so I used that for a while. Of course, now I travel and I drink tequila, so I don't see as much. <laughs> but these are all parts of the different modalities of healing. And now, specifically, because I've done the food, I've, I've built a retreat center, I've got a product out there. I've done all that stuff. And really what I'm diving into deeper now is, is the one thing that I think we never talk about, which is the emotional component. Like there's a deep emotional component in healing that people aren't reaching. And once you start to dig out all the emotional stuff, it's, it's like when somebody complains about an ailment they have, you can see it. It's right there. It's obvious to everyone else except the person who has it. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, we, or look at a character. We'll say, oh, their character's that way. But actually that characteristic of them is, is a symptom of an emotional issue that they have not resolved, which will in turn turn into an ailment or something else. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy, but working, working through all that right now, because how do you deliver that message to people? Cause they don't, people don't want to see that part. That's harder. Food's easier to deal with than emotions. It's not though. I think that like there's a huge, at least like for us, and we always talk about it here, like the mind body connection. And I know that like when I am really stressed out, my body like starts to revolve. Um, and last year I fractured my spine and it was like the biggest nightmare of my life because not only was I in pain, Dealing with it was such an emotional going to doctors, waiting around, getting the wrong information. And I was told a doctor who was just this, who was a moron, to be honest, didn't know how to read an MRI. Harvard educated physician, by the way. Um, Big shocker. Yeah. Basically, didn't know what to do, shooed me out of his office and just sent me to an oncologist. So for like a week, I thought I had cancer. And I. Oh my was, God. I mean, it was like. I, I remember that. Had, that was really scary I, for you. I didn't have cancer after six days. And even the oncologist was like, why are you here? I'm like, because my doctor was like a moron. But like, <laughs> I'm on painkillers. I'm dealing with the trauma of having broken my back during a fitness class. Like, mind you. Oh my God. Like, most, like, if people say they're like embarrassed to work out, I'm like, leave on a stretcher. You'll never have any shame working out again. Um, and just the emotional component of it was such. So here's, so let's, so, so take a step back. Why did it happen? And that's, that's the stuff that people don't talk about because oh, yeah. there's this great, there's this great book called the emotion code. 
And basically everything that happens to us, including a cavity, is based on an emotion. And it's not necessarily an emotion in this lifetime, something that we've, you know, we, we feel, oh, God, that person pissed me off or that I, you know, I don't feel supported in life, blah, blah, blah. This could be in your DNA. This could be ancestral. This is, this is something that could be passed down and it's, it's woven into the, the tissues, the, the DNA in your body and your cells. So you have, you have a predisposition towards certain things, even accidents, even breaking your back and these are all related to some emotion. And it's crazy to say that, but when you start digging in and you read the emotion code, it's actually fantastic. The first chapter is all you need to read to get it. And then, <laughs> seriously, once you read the first chapter and you hear the story, you're like, oh, yeah, we draw in exactly how we feel. Yeah, well, and, um, Amanda. I think both, no, but I wanted you to talk about, go ahead, but I want you to talk about what happened with your back and all of that and yeah. relating to what Diana just said. No, no, no. I, I agree with you that a lot of it does have to do with emotions. I think it had to do partially with emotions and partially that I was in a car accident when I was 18. And I think that that definitely weakened my back um, because I never really had back problems till I was in this SUV that flipped. Um, we were just, I was with some friends, we were driving and a deer jumped in front of our car on black ice and, you know, these things happen. But I do agree though, it was like a very emotional time, but the weird thing was I was feeling really good that day. It was like the one day I felt really good and then everything went to shit. But I, I agree, there is, there is an emotional component in it and an emotional component to feeling I ended up, um, after seeing 10 doctors and just feeling like, no one could help me. No one could do anything. I mean, certain things help, but not really. I ended up going to a healer. And honestly, I've had less back pain, knock on wood, than I had before the accident. I don't know what she <laughs> did. I cried a lot. What kind of healer was it? She was like, she did Reiki. She summoned my ancestors. There was like a lot of crystals. I was crying hysterically. Like it was this crazy and we're gonna have her on the show her name is katie pushy by the way she's amazing if you ever need to connect with if you are in los angeles um but i had this like very emotional session and ever i won't say like my back is perfect but i will say you've been so I, much I, better I do not i don't experience anywhere near the level of back pain that i did prior to this accident and after this accident like I feel a lot. So, so imagine that the crystals and the Reiki found the emotional component and removed it. You see, that's, that's, that's the deeper issue. Yeah. That's, that's the good stuff right there. Getting rid of the culprit, the little, let's just call it a little bug that's called, it's interesting. I just did this. I I went to Mexico and they call them chiquaques, which I call little insects. They're like little bugs. And they're a bug of fear, they're a bug of guilt, they're all these little emotional yeah. bugs that are in your body, right? They call them chiquakis. And just imagine there was a little bug festering inside, and while you were doing your exercise, a crack, all right? And there you go. So what the Reiki did was, like, kind of kill off the bugs, kill off the bugs of emotion, and get rid of them. So now you feel better than ever. Yeah. It's actually really fascinating. And uh, if you look at every single thing that we do, every single ailment, every, even the good stuff, it's all emotional things. Why, why does, why is life good for one person and sucks for the other? You know, why, you know what I mean? You know that, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you're like, Oh my God, I'm having the best day ever. You feel like the Lego guy, everything is awesome. And then it just continues. <laughs> to knock, knock, knock. 
and the whole day gets up more awesome as because you're like everything is awesome and then <laughs> like, oh my gosh, i don't even want to go to bed because it's the most awesome day ever because emotion feeds on emotion right well what happens right. when you wake up in the morning you stub your toe and then your car doesn't start and then you're like god yeah. worst day ever and then everything True. goes wrong and it just yeah. it gets to the point by like 4 30 you're like can i end my day and go to bed i just don't want any more of this. Yeah. And that emotion feeds emotion. Yeah. Completely. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Now, I you, mean, wanna, now, you, wanna, now you wanna do the Lego dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, and I think that's that's all of us. And I think we have to remind ourselves of that because a lot of times we do like feel like, oh my God, what's wrong? Like, why is this happening? And it's like sometimes it's just because of that one emotion then triggered everything else. And then it's just catapulting and you don't even realize it. Exactly. Well, what I learned in Mexico, which is actually really simple for people listening to this going, what the heck? Like, what does that mean? Because mm-hmm. for me, that's how it was for me. It's like, what does it mean? How do I know what my emotion is? What am I feeling? I don't know what I'm feeling. What's going on here? You just say, you know what? Imagine they're little critters, right? And they're kind of like throwing, just when you're totally happy, this little critter goes, boom, right, and smacks itself against you, and that's fear. And all of a sudden, you're feeling a little off. Just recognize that there's a little bug there, swat it away, and just go on with your day. Don't attach to it. Don't, like, right. take that emotion right. and don't make take it yours. It right. Yeah, don't let it perpetuate the rest of your mood and your rest of your thoughts. Just, right. You know, swat it yeah. away. That's good. No, that's good advice. It's true. I, I have to remind myself that all the time, especially as a new mama. Like I go through so much and I'm like, okay, it's that one thing. Don't take it on. Let it go. Go to the next thing. Don't let it affect the rest of your day. Exactly. And it works almost immediately, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you okay. immediately feel this like reset for sure. Yeah. It's that, it's, I always say, I always say to people, you know, you, you wake up every morning fresh, right? So you can start over every morning. It's like Groundhog's Day. You wake up and I always say, look in, there's, a, there's two doors, like a game show. There's door, door A and then there's door B. Well, door A is everything that you've ever known in your life, right? You walk in and it's like your living room and there's a dusty couch and, you know, the, the TV's on. You can see exactly where you put your wine glass the night before, cozy. You know, the chairs got all, and you just, you know, that spot, you know, where you're going. You've been there before. It supports all your emotions that you feel every single day, or you can wake up and choose door B and inside door B is nothing. <laughs> it's blank. You get to paint your world exactly how you want it each day. You can re, you can redecorate, you can, and that is the story of, of healing right there is getting rid of the old stuff, the stuff that doesn't serve us and looking at the stuff that's basically whatever we want, anything that we want each day, we get to choose, bam, open that door, go through it and say, what do I want today to look like? Hmm. And if you don't like, and at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I didn't really like that way. The next morning, wake up and go back to the blank canvas. <laughs> you know? Don't go in A. You know that place. <laughs> what? That's, like yeah, I mean, that's like going home to mom and mom and dad. We love mom and dad, right? They're super cozy and all that, but they make you feel like you're 14 again. Always. And you're uh, like, yeah, you're always. like, wait, I'm a grown woman, and why do I feel like a child with issues? I feel like I have braces and pimples again. <laughs> that's so <laughs> true. I have moments like that all the time where it's like, I love you, but you make me feel like a kid again. Yep. It's so true. Yeah. That's what door A is like. Yeah. That's door A. 
Yeah, Dorby is whatever you are. You're the goddess, the princess, the the entrepreneur. You're whatever you want to be. Right. Right. Yeah. So in this fact that like, you know, you are in the spiritual space and the, the different work that you do, what is kind of some advice and some maybe like basic tips or steps or action plans that people can do when they're kind of getting into these spaces? Um, spaces as in spiritual growth, uh, what part? Tell me. Spaces because, as like, far as, um, yeah, I mean, spiritual growth for sure. But I think also just kind of what you were talking about with like when they're going through their day or things maybe spiraling or things like that, like what do you walk through maybe with some of your clients or when you're speaking about it as someone who is in that spiritual healing world? Well, yeah. Well, so the one I just told you about a, uh, door A and door B, that's right. literally um, that's like such a great thing to do and practice every single day when you, when you open your eyes in the morning, you kind of like do this imagery thing and that's, and that will change your mindset. Um, I love the swatting of the bugs. I always look at anything that's going on, even if it's physical, like, you know, people have candida and I say, okay, anything that's inside your body that doesn't feel good, parasites, candida, you know, any kind of diabetes, imagine that inside your body, cause you have to, we have to use imagery. Otherwise everything is kind of I don't know. It's just, it's, it's written on paper. It doesn't really make sense. You know, someone tells you, Oh, you have this, you should eat this. It's like, well, it doesn't make sense. I don't get it. How do you, how yeah. about if you go inside your body visually and picture it and say, okay, I woke up this morning and I was craving, you know, ice cream. Like I, why would I crave ice cream in the morning? Well, last night you had wine. So wine has sugar. So guess what right. happens when you drink wine You probably had pizza. Well, you have this, all these critters living inside your body. It sounds so good. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah. And wine and pizza. Yeah. With <laughs> but you. you have, but all the sugars and all those starches, right? They go and they feed the critters. So the critters are kind of hanging out down there, and all of a sudden some wine goes in, and they're like, "Hey guys, there's a party going on!" And they start to fornicate, they start to grow, and they're like building <laughs> tents, and they're having babies, and then you know there's like there's like ten thousand more than there was two minutes ago. And, and then you take a bite of the pizza, and then there's like a rave going on. They're like, boom, 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 boom. They're like, oh yeah, let's go into her knees. Let's get into the get pocket of her armpit. Right, right. They're having a, and so the next day, right, they're, they're, they have a hangover. That's you're fine because you're like, oh, I'm cool, I'm cool because I'm just gonna have my green juice today and I'm gonna start my day. But your body, these guys are down there like, hey, we need more, we need more. We're starving down here. You haven't fed us in like ten hours. You've been laying in bed too long. Go get ice cream. And you're like, what's so weird? Why do I crave ice cream? It's not you. It's the little critters down there sending messages to your brain telling you, feed me. We want more party. So you go and crave it. Now, if you say no, let's just say you're like, no, I'm too smart. You know, I care about how I look in a bikini. So I'm not going to have ice cream for breakfast. I'm going to go have some celery juice. And then I'm going to have a salad. What happens to the little critters? is they start to shrivel up and they start to die off. And all those little babies, all that fornication and all that rebirth that they had, the little babies die first, right? And they're like weak. And you can see them with their little teepees and their tents and all the fires are going out. And they're kind of laying there and drooling. Oh, there's, there's no food. There's no food. Because this girl's on a diet, damn it. Right? So, but all, all you have to do is feed them one piece, one little Oreo cookie. And they're like, hmm, what? There's a party going on? Let's send signals to her. They get energy from it, right? They need the sugar. 
as soon as you give them energy, they get all excited. And they're like, send a message to the brain quick. Tell her more Oreos, more Oreos. <laughs> and, and then they start living it all up again. So it, it, once you have this image and you kind of take your, your, your responsibility out of it and say, you know, I, I, it's not me. I'm not the one who's craving that. It's the critters inside me. So then you can have a conversation. You have critters. Just go to bed. Like, I'm not feeding you today. And then it's not really you going against your willpower. It's you going against these little critters who are, like, living off of your yeast and off your parasitical, you know, intestinal flora. And it helps. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, it makes sense. Like, it's funny, but it, it makes sense. Well, yeah, because then you're inside your body. Now you're, now you're like, recognizing. Because what happens to people, and this is not just about food. It's about emotions, about anything. It's about recognizing that these, even the bugs, the chiquake, right? These guys that fly in and go, fear. Oh, oh, look at that hot girl over there. Now, if I see a beautiful, hot woman, I usually go, oh, my God, she is so hot. Man, good for her. But... What if I was, what if a little Chiquaki came in and said, God, look at that bitch over there with this hot body. What's, who does she think she is? That's not real. That's not how I really feel. Who's saying that? Right? right? right. So instead of judging myself, just recognize that there's a little Chiquaki that just jumped in my ear and told me to say that or told me to think that. I take it out. I remove it and go, go away. I hear what you're doing to me. And you know what? You're not welcome in my brain. All right. So just go away. It's, it's yeah. kind of like. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing with the food and the emotions and all that stuff. It's like recognizing that we have a choice each day to control our thoughts um, by by eliminating fear, doubt, worry, sadness, all that stuff. It does. It just takes up a lot of space. But it's really hard sometimes, I think, to try to do that because I think as much as we have like good intentions. And it's talk, talk, me, talk about some of your stuff. I mean, like, I'll tell you, like, I think like a lot of us have good intentions and we wake up and we're like, I'm going to do this today or I'm going to do that today. And then like, sometimes we're hit by a bus. I'm like, that's, <laughs> and it, like, mentally, that like emotionally, like, yeah, emotionally. we're physically hit by a bus and it fucks up the whole day. We're in a train. <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> and now, like, that's the, it's like, I think like we live and especially me and I'm trying to sort of not do this. And I was, I was actually saying this on another podcast that we were recording, which is that last year I had like major issues with negative self-talk and I was really hard on myself and it put me into this like awful state of mind where I'm just like, just, and it's in general, I'm hard on myself. Like I am very much a Capricorn. I work like a crazy person. Like I work, I mean, like you hear me now, I'm sick. I mean, I'm sick. I have bronchitis. I went to work last week. I was so sick, but I was literally the only person who could do this. But I, I produced someone else's podcast in addition to everything else that I do. <laughs> and I'm like, I knew I was sick, but I'm like, but no one else can do this. And no one else works harder than I do. So I am just going to sit here and I'm just going to have to like deal with this. And you know, I got myself some soup and I, I was okay at the beginning of the day. By the end of the day, I literally thought I was going to die, but, um, you know, it's hard. Like, you know, oh, it's totally hard. Positive, and it's just, I hate to say it, but like, and I understand that a lot in life is what you react to it, but like, 
it's not a risk. I'll tell you something. Like my mom was hit by a car six months before my wedding. That was horrible. How are you not supposed to get upset? You know, I think we live in this world where everyone's like, oh, it's how you react to it in this and that. And it's like, well, enough bad shit happens. And it's like, well, we're still trying to do our best. And I think that it's it's hard when we keep hearing, no, no negative self-talk, no feeling that it's how you react. When shit hits the fan time and time again, sometimes it's just not possible. Well, you know what? You're totally right. You're totally right. But that's, it doesn't mean it's not, it's not, it is possible, but sometimes we just want to be in that moment. You know what? My mom got hit by a bus. I just want to be pissed. I just want to feel bad. I want to, I want to feel like the whole world sucks right, right before my wedding. I, I, you, you want to feel it and there's nothing wrong with that. You should be able to feel it completely. So I know, cause I, I get these moments where I'm just like, and I, I want to feel it. And someone goes, it's how you react to it. And I want to smack them. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'll get there in about 20 minutes, but right now I'm going to be pissed and, and that's okay. But be aware of that. Cause then you can look at it and it's, it's, it's a practice. I mean, I, I don't think any of us are going to go sit up in a meditation pose and sing or sing Kumbaya up the mountain. <laughs> right there. We're, we're just not in that mindset right now. And life is life, but it doesn't mean that we can't take that piece and look at it. You know, once we're calmed down and we've, you know, called our husbands or boyfriends crazy names. And <laughs> I just think that like, we live in this world where we hear from influencers or we listen to podcasts or For we sure. read books. And everyone is just We consume like, a lot. We, we consume media and we have all these people who, you know, are telling us to, oh, I went through this and that and like, I just learned to see, like, I'm like you know what, sometimes you can't always see the fucking light. That's and, true. Like, I'm not trying to be <laughs> I really try to be a positive person, but there are times when it's like, look, you're just not going to see the light and maybe it's not for that minute, maybe it's not for that hour, maybe it's for like six weeks. But I think that, like, the expectation that we have to always remain happy and calm and see the positive throughout everything all the time just makes it so much worse. Because, like, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, this is the thing. You know, I used to sometimes think it was, like, success or money or anything or anything like that where it's like oh if you have this and that or the other if if you get this if you achieve this if you're born into this your life can't be that bad but then you hear about all of these things and I'm like but there are lots of millionaires who have kids that have cancer I mean not to be oh, like yeah. a cancer, but but it's it's true or sometimes they're even like do you know who Rachel Hollis is no Girl, wash your face. Oh, you got to read You would, yeah, you should check this out for you sure. You would love it. it. Yeah. So Rachel Hollis is this, she is this author and influencer and she's just so amazing. Like I love her. And anyone who's listening, read Girl, Wash Your Face. Yeah. My life. You'll love it. And you know, she was trying to adopt a child. So she's trying to do a noble thing. Her and her husband are both killing it in their careers. They have two beautiful boys. And they're trying to adopt. And because of the way adoption works in the state of California, essentially anyone can call in that you're like a child abuser and CPS will be at your house 24-7 for the next six months. Oh, yeah. What happened to her? 
And it was horrible. Oh my God. It was horrible for a kid. So you can have all the right intentions. You can be a good person. You can have achieved. And like, you can still deal with bad shit. Absolutely. And I think it's just, uh, to put your point, Amanda, I think it's just <laughs> acknowledging that, of course, you can be as positive as possible and be a great person and do all these things. But, like, bad things and, and, and negative things are going to happen. That's life. Like, life is full of the ups and downs. And that's why, like, we're all learning here and navigating our own yeah. journeys. And I think that the difference is, is, like, realizing that, like, it is a negative time or you are going through something. And I think from you know, what Diana's saying, it's like very interesting because I like how she like says how she wakes up and she looks at those doors and she's like, okay, I can either go down this door or I can open that door. And I think it's important to kind of like reflect on both. Like for me being like a new mom and you know, Amanda, me going through my postpartum depression, like I had to really like come out of it and really realize like, okay, I keep choosing like that wrong door every morning I wake up. So like I need to fix things. But at the same time, I also had to acknowledge how dark things were and like really let myself almost like just feel like all the emotions and really go deep and let myself like almost be more depressed and like take on all the negative that I was feeling in order to release it and then move forward and now start each day with the way Diana is saying to start things. So I I definitely agree with like both sides of, of what, is being said. Well, you also said something, you know, about, um, uh, you just reminded me of something that happened when someone said to me years and years and years ago, remember I have a long, long story. I have a lot of, a lot of treachery that's happened in my life. I've had a horrible, I've had horrible things and wonderful things. And I think that the only reason I am where I am today is because I had to go through so much hell to get here. And, you know, I could have chosen a different direction. I could have, I, I, I could have chosen door a every day, and if I chose door A every single day, I wouldn't be where I am today. And, right. and I, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. But I remember someone said to me once, she goes, do you love yourself? And I go, God, what is this? What is this crap? Of course I love myself. And she's like, no, you <laughs> take care of yourself. And I said, well, what do you mean? I mean, I get massages. I take baths. I and mean, what else? You know, I get my nails done. I go, what does it mean? I don't understand. And she says, she, says, I, she was trying to explain it to me. And I said, you're going to have to spell it out. Because I'm not getting it. And everybody always asks that question. Do you love yourself? You have to love yourself. How many times have you heard that? And you're like, I fucking love myself. <laughs> you know? says, no, the question is, do you love yourself when you're angry? Do you love yourself when you're laying in bed and you're thinking postpartum thoughts? Do you love yourself when you're beautiful? Do you love yourself when you're skinny? You know, and do you love yourself when you fit into that hot red dress and those heels? But do you love yourself when you can't zip it up the next day? Do you love yourself when you have a pimple? Do you, you have to love yourself good, bad, ugly, angry, and all that. That's part of the acceptance of feeling. That's the feeling. That's the part where we go, oh, my God, this is, I feel like shit. I'm in a bad mood. I, want, I hate everybody. Life is kicking me in the butt. I'm just going to feel this way today. I'm going to say all these things. And tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to walk through the damn white door. Because <laughs> today, I'm going to have a bad day. And then I'm going to have my wine and my pizza. And I'm going to have a party in my belly. And, that, and that's it. But then you wake up the next morning and you're like, okay, I, I, I had my pity party. I had my you know, self-destructive moment. And I'm going to go on to a better path tomorrow. And I'm sure I'm going to have more self-destructive moments. And I might even have a whole month or two of it. I might even have five years of this self-destructive. But at least you know you have the option each morning to choose which door you go through. And that kind of gives you a little relief. Because, yes, 
stuff happens. Listen, you want to hear, you want to hear totally transparent, honest, what's happened to me today? I'll tell you yes. this. My beautiful marketing assistant died. Oh, okay? we're so sorry. And, and my, my other assistant is crying hysterically. She can't see straight. She's never had anybody die before and she's just losing it. I'm a little older than her. So I've had several people, you know, have situations and it's not a pretty situation. She died in Mexico alone and she got bare. It's just awful. It's awful beyond awful, but I am not going to dwell. I'm going to celebrate her life. We're going to have a ceremony. We're going to send her out to see where she loves it the most. And I'm going to move on with my life. Because I could go into despair. Believe me, on, on my Facebook page right now, people are just like, what happened? What happened? And they want to, they want police reports and they're going into Chiquaki land, you know, scared, nervous, and they're just diving into the, the, the cause and who are we going to blame and who are we going to sue and who are we going to kill for this? And it's like, I, I'm choosing not to. This woman was doing exactly what she wanted to do and something bad happened and we have to, we have to move on. Doesn't mean I don't feel I'm dying. It's killing me. Right. But this is life. This is part of life. No, it's look, it's it's hard. But I will tell you though, I, it's funny. Um, my I call her my grandmother sometimes on this podcast, but she was my mom's oh, yeah. friend. Yeah. Old enough to she was like my, she was like a grandma. She was my yeah. grandmother, and she passed away last year. And I'll tell you. The hardest thing was the day after, literally the day after I got hired by Forbes because I was so sad I couldn't call her and tell her. Yeah. But I'll tell you. She's I know. She would have been so proud. And like, but I felt like she knew. I'm like. <laughs> I know. I was like getting on I, I felt like she, she knew. And I feel like she knew. Of course she knew. I always feel like she's with me. And I always feel like the time I had with her, the lessons, all the love she, I always feel like she might not be physically here, but she's but like part of the it. The good parts of her are still here and they're still with me. And I feel lucky to have had those. And I think, oh like my gosh, anything, especially if you work closely with this person, I hope you have the same experience. Because if you do, then like you were lucky to have that person in your life. Absolutely. Amanda, I, I'm so glad you said that. I'm real because, you know, I told you I'm a clairvoyant. I, I really connect with a lot of spirits and and I don't feel like they're dead. I mean, I'd like to imagine that she's surfing in, in Mexico and she just didn't come back. If you think of her as a, a final if you look at her physical and you say she's, you know, gone, that's sad. Mm-hmm. That's really sad. But I feel her. She's she's definitely here. Yeah, she's, she's here right now on this call, and so is everybody else. Some of them stick around for a while. Grandmas like to stick around for a while. Some, yeah, you know, I've had a boyfriend who died. I've had things like, and they stick around until their job is done. But usually, those spirits, those people, are there watching over you, and they're actually kind of catapulting you to a place. They're I like your support that. staff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I believe yeah. that. I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting me teary-eyed because I'm, I'm thinking in my head like Amanda. No, like my my grandmother, my mom's mom. She passed away almost six years ago. Now it'll be six years on Friday, and I like just every day always think of her. I name my daughter after her, and all these things. And I think about everything, and I'm always like, she's definitely seeing it. She's definitely with me. Like I, she's not gone. Like she's around me. She's in everything. She's part of everything. She's pulling strings for me. Like, I love that you said that because 
I think that's just so true. And like, when you think of life that way and you think like we're here physically in a sense of like the lessons and everything we're going through and going through all these things, good, bad, the ugly, like you said, and still learning to live and enjoy it. But then when you do however you think things happen or you reincarnate or whatever changes, you are just in a place of like complete happiness. And like you said, they're surfing or they're doing something that like they love to do and they're part of it and they're still part of you. And I just think like, that's just so beautiful. Yeah. We wouldn't miss them. Right. If we, Hey, where's, where's Veronica? Oh, she's down in Mexico surfing. She never came back. Yeah. (laughs) If I I think of it that way, I'm going to be sad. But if I think of it in terms of, you know, the other way, then right. of course it's going to be sad and devastating. And, you know, yeah, I'm going to cry every day and miss her, but she's right. having the time of her life. So we right. move on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a good way to look at it for sure. And like, and to view it. I mean, and I, and I appreciate hearing that too. Cause I'm like, that's what I always thought with my grandma too. I'm like, Oh gosh, like she, you know, her, everything was cut short for her and this and that. And then I think like, no, like she's still enjoying things and she's getting to see my baby girl grow up and she's getting to be a part of everything. And, but it's, it's definitely, it's definitely hard. And it's definitely something that I feel like we all look at very differently and we all try to like stay in that positive mindset, but you still do have those moments where you look at things oh, and you're course. like, I I miss them or, you know, this reminded me of them. And like, like with Amanda, it's like, she's like, oh, I, you know, I hope they got to see that accomplishment. And it, it is hard because like, same with me. It's like, Amelia is going to be yeah. one. And I'm like, oh my God, it's dawning on me that my grandma is not going to see her turn one physically here. Like, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's a very strange feeling. It is. It is. And it's, it's just the beginning too. I mean, it sounds like you're, you're young and you've got a young family started and all that. I mean, Think, wait till your daughter is in high school. Yeah, and and she doesn't want to talk to you anymore. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I've heard. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, no, that happens. Like I, yeah. I'm really close to my daughter because she's 25 now. Yeah, but oh my gosh, we went through a phase where I was I literally would say I think I hate my daughter. Like I, <laughs> I actually hate her. Like yeah. I, if I were if I were walking in the street and I met her, I'd be like ew. <laughs> 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 and I, really now I, I've heard like that the I, I've heard person that. in the world <laughs> yeah yeah no it's I mean it, it's part of life right but I mean so can we go back to when you were saying being clairvoyant so how did you know because I, I know it doesn't have to well, it does kind of tie into everything you do but it's a little bit off topic but I'm just so I know Amanda and I are very curious no, about this kind of thing into it. I'm, I'm a little bit psychic I choose to not tap into it yeah Amanda kind of shoves it aside I, I shove it aside yeah, but it's just so interesting to us and we really tap into that stuff and we we really like we enjoy it and we yeah. believe in it. And so I, we'd love to hear just like, you know, a little bit about like how you kind of well, realized you, would you had. Believe, would you believe I've never told anybody that on, on radio, TV, wow. a podcast? Oh, wow. On, we feel honored. I've never said that. And I don't know why I was compelled to say that today. Maybe because of I, us. I yeah, I keep it underground because, um, well, it's, it, you know, because first of all, people will come out of the woodworks and go, "Can you of see? Course. Can you see?" Yeah, you know, like of really, course. and it's not, and it's not like that. Um, but it's also, and I don't do it for a living, and you know, mm-hmm. it's not something I do. So it's, I just, and people freak out. They're like, right. "What? What's that?" Now, okay, now she just discredited herself, you know, by saying that. So I usually don't say it, and I don't know why I said it this time. So I will tell you, I was born this way. And I didn't know what it was. And when I was a young girl, 
you know, people are trying to figure out what, what what was wrong with me. Why did I see things? And my mom thought I was just a big liar. She's like, you're lying, you're lying. And then she'd see it in the paper that something I just said to her, which was a dream of mine, was actually a real event. So, you know, I was like seven years old. I was in L.A. and she like put me to this, I think it was called the ESP Institute at the time. And it was what they were putting probes to the head. They were just discovering that people had these metaphysical, you know, attachments to the, whatever, the bigger planets. And I just thought I was like being punished for lying. Like, I didn't know what that was. So, um, but mostly I saw dead people. That was the only thing. Oh. I saw spirits or I saw people dying. And as a young child, I didn't know what that was. So I preferred to shut it down. And one of the things I did is I started eating. Because if you eat, if you have a lot of toxicity in your body, it makes it really hard for your body to feel. Everybody's different. It was just personally for me. Like if I'm feeling like I'm really open and, and I can see everybody, I drink some tequila. I'm like, shut that shit down. Like, I, don't want, I want to enjoy my night. I don't want to like feel everybody's feelings. So I did for a long time. And it wasn't until I um, actually healed myself later when I, in my 30s that I started opening up to it. And luckily I found this great coach. She's also clairvoyant who uh, kind of made me understand what I was seeing and how I was receiving information and how I heal people through my abilities. And I, I became very good at it. Started really honing in on my craft, so to speak. And it became something I was very proud of. But at the time I was married and I remember coming home one day and I was telling my husband about how, you know, I did this, this, this. And he's like, that's just weird. I don't believe in that. I'm like, what do you mean you don't believe in it? This is what I do. This is who I am. And he says, I just, sorry, I just don't believe in it, which was embarrassing for me. I'm like, this is something that's really part of who I am. And you're telling me that you don't believe in it. It's like you being a quarterback because you love football. I'm like, what you being a quarterback? And I'm like, I hate football. I just think it's stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you're really just like diving into who I am. And I think I kind of shut it down again. It was one of those things where um, you can really play up on it or not play up on it, depending on how much you want to see. I say that, but then I'm pretty damn. Uh, there's a clear, there's clear, clear, clairvoyance, there's clear audience, and clear. I can't remember right now. Since anyway, it's you can you hear things that come through you. So like for me, spirit comes through my ear and I speak some words, and I don't even know what I'm saying. And people go, "Why did you say that?" I'm like, "What did I say?" And they'll say, Whoa. you just said this. And I go, that's so weird. I go, I, I don't know. I guess that's what you're supposed to hear right now. And my friends Whoa. who know me really well is say, you always speak the truth, which is why my company called the Truth Bar. Because I, I, you know, and my, my ex-husband would say, you're honest to a fault because you always speak the truth. And sometimes people don't want to hear the truth. But for some reason, I've got this little bug in my ear that makes me spew out words that I, I can't even account for. So... That's one. That's clair audience, audience, or um, and then the clairvoyance is seeing. And I'm stronger on the other one, but clairvoyance is being able to see and um, uh, envision the future, envision how things are going to pan out. Um, be able to see. Uh, it's kind of through the third eye thing. So it's about seeing the truth without having any ego attached to it, right? So it's not something that I like to do. If you were saying to me right now, hey, Diana, could you tell me if you blah, blah, blah. But if I'm hanging out with you and we're talking about something, it'll just come right out of my mouth. And I'll tell you exactly what I see. And I would say 99.9% of the time I'm right. So wow. That's kind of how it works for me. 
And I've never been, I mean, if I wanted to, if I said, you know, I'm just going to put everything aside in my life and I'm going to focus on this, then I would probably really be really good at it. Here's an example of something I did years ago. I was, I was working with my personal trainer and he was, um, he was a little off that day, but anyway, he was down stretching me at the end of the session and all of a sudden this spirit came and he was standing over his shoulder and she started telling me um, to tell him stuff. And I was like telling, I go, this girl, Renee wants to tell you this. And he's like, he starts crying. And I go, what, who is this person? And he goes, that was my girlfriend. She died. She, she committed suicide last week. Oh my God. And I never knew anything about his girlfriend, never knew her, but she was standing right there talking through me. And he's just like, wait, 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 wait. Can you get her back? Get her back. I'm like, no, she just used me. <laughs> she wow. just used me. I feel like used. But it was a powerful moment. So that's the kind of thing that happens with me. And so with, when people die, I feel them stronger because wow. the, their, their body doesn't get in the way. Their personalities don't get in the way. You know, they, they don't actually, they're not actually this person with all their emotional stuff and their issues and their behaviors and their, their flesh and blood. They're actually spirits. And that's the pure essence of the, of the person. You know, your grandmother, for example, her soul is there. She'll always be like a spirit guide with you. They, 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 they linger around. And sometimes they'll linger around for like years, like I said. And sometimes they'll linger around forever. And maybe sometimes just for a month. But they're there. They're, until they finish what they need to do with you, they're going to stay with you. Right. No, I tell Amanda that all the time. Like, I believe, yeah. like, her, that who she called her grandmother, like, I believe that she... It really sees everything she's doing. I believe that she's part of helping Amanda go through all the things that she's going through. I believe that she saw her when she got her Forbes and celebrated with her. Like I, I do believe there's definitely certain spirits. I mean, I think they all are around us, but I do think there are some that definitely stay stronger and are around us and show us in many ways. And like for me with my grandmother, who I, for those that know me, know I called her Dodo. And like, that was my like pet name since I was a little girl for her. And Dodo, always, Dodo. Yeah. <laughs> Long story short, my dad wanted me to say dad. She wanted me to say grandma. Somehow I got Dodo. They, my parents thought it was hysterical. Therefore they made it stick and she was Dodo forever. <laughs> and then all my friends, my family called her Dodo, like every grandchild, like it just became a thing. And, um, she, you know, loved it. So it was me and, and she took it on. But like, I am, you know, she was just always this amazingly special woman. I really had such a hard time when she, you know, was, you know, taken from me, you know, however things happened. And whenever I see things now and things happen and I see positive things, I'm like, oh my God, I, I get signs or like Amanda will see a sign. Like one of the things is like the numbers, the twos, we always see twos, 22, two, two, two. And it's always like good signs and like good feelings. And we're like, oh my God, like she's totally around. It's just amazing how they can send you so much, even if they're not technically like sitting next to us physically. Exactly. So true. It's just so it's just it's just so interesting. I love that you shared that with us. Thank you. Cause like that's for us, Amanda and I really love that. Yeah, we're, I mean, yeah. So, so if anyone's listening and wants me to do any readings for them, please don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no. But we appreciate you. We appreciate you sharing it with us. Like Amanda said, we are we are very um, into it. Um, on a much lighter note, <laughs> much lighter note. Everybody's heavy now. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. We'd love to know about like your supplements and 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 your um your truth bar and like and your products. We'd love to hear about that. 
Well, let me just tell you my, I, I've got several babies and the baby <laughs> that I'm working on right now the most that I'm so in love with is my retreat. I, I own a hotel in Costa Rica that I built from scratch and it was dubbed number one detox spa worldwide, best in the Americas, blah, blah, blah. It's doing so well. I'm so proud of it. And now I'm building a 7,000 square foot healing center, uh, Ayurvedic healing center and spa and adding 11 more rooms. And it's just, it, it makes me so proud. I just got back today. Uh, from Costa Rica. And it's just so, I'm so proud. I'm so proud, not only of the product itself, but the people, because I've got 34 employees down there and they, when when we found out that this, my, my assistant died, obviously I kind of, you know, got a little shooken, shaken, little chick chipped in there. Of course I got shaken. I'm human. (laughs) And they, they came and pulled me aside to tell me how much they love me. And they were there for me and it was just the most warm moment just to feel that these people that have been working with me for the last five years, like they're, they're family. And that makes me really happy because really, yes, it's, it's, it's nice to make money. It's also nice to be prestigious and to do things well in your life. But at the end of the day, if you, if with all that, if you don't have family and if you don't have love, there's nothing. And it also happens. So, that's what's happening down there. And then I have the truth bar, which I developed and it's a, it's a, the first prebiotic probiotic, um, candy bar, we'll call it. It's actually a nutrition bar, but it tastes like a candy bar and it's so delicious. And what I'm most proud about this is that I never wanted to do bars. I wasn't even a bar eater, I was kind of forced to do it by my co-founder. And, um, I ended up making an amazing bar. Like the bar is not anything. Have you ever tried one? Have you tried my truth bars yet? Because if you haven't, no, you have we to would try love it. to. I was actually going to ask, um, 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 blanking, Sophia, to um, maybe send us some because we would love to try. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, that is a that's company, and that's and I I kind of gave that one up for adoption. I couldn't do both at the same time, so uh-huh. I do the formulations. I do a lot of I do a lot of the materials that you know all the content, but it's being run by, I have a CEO and, and, you know, many employees now that are taking care of that. And so that's, that's great. And then of course I have my, my own products, my own herbs, which are great for digestion. I'm all about digestion. I'm all about a hormone balancing, you know, I'm all about anything that we can do to make us ourselves feel better, you know, from the inside out. And, and, I'm kind of stopping on the products because the retreat is is all encompassing and it's a big job, but those are my those are my little babies that I have. That's amazing. Now, Rarity, what kind of retreats are held at your location? Oh yeah, good question. So we um, well, first of all, it's it's called the Retreat Costa Rica, and it's actually a retreat ongoing every week. Like there's yoga twice a day, there's hiking, the food. Uh, so that there's all the healing components that we have there. And of course, as the, I made it, uh, the healing center opens, there's going to be more and more programs. So that's constantly what we have. Sometimes people come in and we have emotional healing. Um, I think we have a, uh, what is they, they hang in the baskets in the forest, forest bathing. We have forest bathing right now. I don't even know what that is. I'm not even there, but that's going on right now. And then they've got writer's retreats. They've got yoga retreats. They've got, uh, just really, I would say more, it's, it's a luxury place. It's a luxury wellness place. So we don't do the plant medicines. You know, people will do cacao ceremonies there. So I really want, don't want to get into the plant medicines there. I think that there's places for that. It's just not there. Um, 
So we don't do a lot of that. We've been asked, and we, we're not going to turn people away, but after the incident that just happened with my assistant, I think I might make that a negative for my hotel. It's a huge liability. People don't know what they're doing. Um, so, yeah, tons and tons. In fact, we were booked solid from uh, end of December until now with retreats back-to-back. So we've gotten just little pieces of what they call one-offs, you know, uh, reservations that were able to come in because we were so full with retreats. So are you? So Amanda was asking. I don't know if you have heard it come through. What? Where? Were you talking about ayahuasca? Oh, it's actually it was a bunch of plant medicines. Yeah, I think between ayahuasca, peyote, combo, the frog medicine, there was a bunch of things going on. Yeah. becoming like such a big thing I know in LA I know that there are doctors I don't want to say who they actually don't even know who they are but I know of someone who goes to like a doctor and it's like I think she's a therapist and she holds these like ayahuasca ceremonies and I'm sort of fascinated by it although it's really fun like I've never tried any psychedelic and my husband has this theory that like if you're over the age of like 25 and you've not tried psychedelics, you should not do psychedelics. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know. I might at some point, but um, why do you think that that's become such a big trend? You know, I want to be, I, I, this is a touchy subject because um, I have, I have my opinions on this one and I'm trying to, I'm trying to really figure it all out because there was a moment when I was excited about it. I think that people are searching and they're, they're desperate. And because people who, who have done the ayahuasca have said, I have such great results. I'm like a new person. I feel like my life has opened up because the idea of is it, that it goes in and heals the emotional stuff. They, it goes in and purges out like on a deep cellular level, anything that we have from ancestry, the stuff we were talking about earlier. And I haven't done it. Um, I did do I did do a frog medicine recently, and it's the first thing I've ever done. And I'm not gonna lie, I I had a broken heart, and it, it's healed. I can't even sum up the emotions anymore. So I, so it's a very touchy subject because the people that have done ayahuasca, really close friends, like six of them have committed suicide after doing several several uh, sessions. And I'm not saying that it's the ayahuasca that's causing them to commit suicide. I don't want anybody to think that or attack me for it because that's what happens when I say things like that. But what I think is happening is that you see the light and then you come back and you're in this life, which we're talking about, right? The human part, the, the physical part. And it's hard. It's hard. So if you take the psychedelic and you're off in the ethers, why not go there? Right. No, right. For sure. Yeah. No, I mean, what were you saying? I think that a lot of the, well, I mean, like, I don't want to speculate anything, but I will say the fact that I don't think it's positive when things are unregulated, even if it's to, in, to, to the way it's unregulated, not the way like, you know, you can buy a turmeric substance, like a turmeric, you know, supplement unregulated by the FDA. But I think that like when certain things are still in the wild, wild west like faith you don't necessarily know what you're getting or all of the reactions you could have to it and I think that that's something that's really dangerous yeah I mean it's an ancestral medicine right who do we think we are to know what what this how this was used they used it you know as a rite of passage 
like when you were 16 years old or something. That was like your initiation into life. But we're using it as, I don't know, I don't know. It feels, it just feels like it's be- becoming too mainstream and too abused. So I'm kind of with you on that. Like I'm, yeah, I'm well, have, I have mixed feelings about it. I think it's all in moderation and, and to, yeah, Amanda's point, I think like you definitely have to be careful. And I think it's like, just, you know, as far as people wanting not to necessarily just listen to like what a doctor's saying, like I get it, be your own advocate and do your own research and then go and try something else as well. But I think it's also like in moderation and regulation and being smart about it and not just being like, okay, I'm only going to do this one thing because everything else, like I'm not, I'm not for. And I think it's just finding that balance. Right. Right. Well, you know, Amanda just said something about the turmeric, which made me think about this whole other, look at, look at what's happening in the world right now. People are, I mean, how many supplements do you have in your house? How many herbs? So many. It's ridiculous. Right. Because what you're hoping for is to be fixed, to be healed, to find some answer to what might ail you. And if someone says turmeric's going to make you feel this way and this way, you start like, oh my God, turmeric, garlic. Oh my God, garlic. It reminds me of my father years ago. He, he found out that garlic would be good for his heart. So he went out and bought like, I don't know, probably 85 pounds of garlic. And we, we all had to sit there and peel those stupid things. We stunk for months. And he stuck them in jars and he pickled them in these gigantic jars. And he just found them in his garage 35 years later, well, 40 years later. And they're oh. black. <laughs> he got so obsessed with, with these garlics that it, and that's what we are. We're doing a turmeric. Now everybody has, oh, turmeric, nothing, you got turmeric, this, you every single thing we are told is good for us. We're, we want to consume it. We're dying to feel better. And that's why ayahuasca is, everybody's doing it. They're like, oh, if I can feel better, my life is not great. If I can make myself feel better, I'm going to keep doing it. And I feel that that's sad. I think that's sad. I feel like, why do we have to do that? You know, why can't we find that peaceful, you know, why can't we walk through that damn white door every day? <laughs> it's easier. <laughs> I agree with you. It's, but it, I think I will tell you though, with supplements, like a lot of the time, I mean, turmeric, I, like I said, I fractured my spine and it helps with inflammation. But like, I, I kind of agree that like, supplements diets everyone has these crazes it's the garlic craze it's this craze it's that craze instead of just being like and people are not people are very extreme where they hear something works and they just hear it works and they don't really think about what they're doing instead like people don't think things through and they don't do their homework or they just hear something and it, like, I don't know, I'm very specific about this stuff. Like, for example, I take oil of evening primrose because like, honestly, it helps with hormone regulation. My boobs always hurt without it. Like my boobs used to hurt all the time, even like, except like three weeks out of the month, my boobs were tender. Someone told me to try it. It worked for me. So I take it. Um, or like turmeric, it could help with inflammation. I'd like to think it does. I don't know a hundred percent, but I, it's a fairly inexpensive. I just buy the Trader Joe's brand. Like it's, it's fine. Um, but I do think people, but I'm definitely not the kind of person that like, Oh, I have to try this supplement. All of a sudden, and Dr. Oz is talking about it, And all these people are, I don't think that's a sensical way to approach things. I think that like, 
I, I just think that that's a really big problem we have where we think we hear about something and it's going to be the cure-all. And Agreed. Look, like, sometimes it is because I'll tell you, I really don't have food pain. <laughs> like that oily but it worked for you. It won't necessarily work for someone else. It depends. It work for me. But right. it does, they say that it helps. I think that there is so much like... Well, there's so much out there. So much out there with the supplement industry. So much in terms of quality, but like... I mean, to bring it back to ayahuasca, I think the Asian people taking it were growing it. There were probably elders or there were... They knew about it. ...who were not Exactly. Exactly. There was was a sense of regulation from these elders or from these other people. But now it's a business. But now it's a business. And every time you take it, you get money for it. You know, the shamans are breaking it in. Yeah, they are. And that's, and that's what it, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. And I think that people don't don't realize. I mean, honestly, it's no different. I hate to say it, but like in certain ways, it's no different than fentanyl and heroin. Um, we're like you just don't know what you're getting, and it's really, really, it's really, uh, it's so dangerous. Um, a previous guest, Chris Christopher, basically died. Um. He was on I, over a year ago. Yeah, I yeah. Dave and Chris, um, who I sort of became friends with, um, you know, passed. He passed away. He died from. He was, um, you know, a drug addict and he relapsed and he took drugs that had fentanyl in them and he passed away. And it's so sad and it's so tragic and it's it's heartbreaking. But part of it is like, whereas like he probably knew how to take the right amount of heroin to not accidentally overdose. But when there's fentanyl in it, it turns out it's fentanyl and it's not heroin and people don't know what they're doing. And I think it's so extremely, extremely dangerous. And I oh, hundred percent. Like, yeah. It's dangerous. The good thing about like the medical marijuana, whether people want to admit it or not, and look, you can't overdose on pot, but the fact that like it's heavily regulated now, the fact that like, you can get a gummy bear. I mean, I remember like a few years ago, I took a bite of a brownie and was hallucinating from it. Now you can take like a gummy bear. You know exactly how much is in it. Like, and that there's safety in that, you know? And I think that like something really, we need to find a happy medium with, with all sort of, with all kinds of medicine, whether it's plant-based, you know, medicine, etc. Like there needs to be, like the buck needs to stop somewhere. And I hate that. Well, right it's now. not. It is not yeah. enough. There's not enough knowledge. It, it, remember, people have been smoking pot for a long time, and it's just now legal, which is why it's regulated. So, because oh my gosh, I mean, I remember one time eating brownie, and like I thought I had to go to the hospital so I couldn't breathe. But, <laughs> but we, but we know now because it's been around for a long time. This, all this other stuff is new. And people are so excited to jump on that new, you know, plant, plant-based, plant plant medicine, plant everything. And so they're excited. And they're, the sad part is, I mean, the real issue here is people are lost. People are lost. Do you know what? I read this on Instagram. And I have to say, I, I'm going to botch it, but get my drift. Somebody wrote, the, it's really sad that the world's greatest achievement right now is how much weight you lose. right it's like you you go on you go on instagram it's like and she lost this and she lost this and it's like oh my god how'd you lose that weight no one says oh how'd you get that job no they go how'd you lose five pounds my god you look amazing 
it's crazy. That's like our greatest achievement now. Right. It's, it not, is, it's true. Yeah. And it goes back to, again, like Amanda and I talked to us on another podcast of all these crazy products like flat tummy tea and you throw your one shakes and all this stuff that like they, you know, want you to try. And for some people, okay, it works. But again, we had one of our guests on, um, Chanel, who is all about science and nutrition. And she like studies science to a T and how it works with your body and how every single body is different. Obviously, we're all different people. And again, it's like you consume all this stuff and then you see that and you're like, oh my God, I have to try that. Yeah, it must work. And and then like you said, Diana, where you're like, not everything works and people look for this instant gratification. And it's like, well, yeah, because that is not necessarily meant for you just because it worked for her doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So it's like all this overconsumption and overbeliefs and all these things. And it's like, oh my gosh, where's the middle? Yeah. Well, I found out I'm allergic to turmeric. Oh, wow. So, so here I was drinking all, well, I have food sensitivity. And I was like, God, I'm doing what everybody tells me to do. And they're like, oh, this is the best thing for this and this and this. You have to do it. But my body doesn't like it. So right. what's the perfect example. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just, it's magic. See, that's the thing. I think that, like, we're all looking for these heroes. We're all looking for yes, these magic Yes, totally. Products. And, like, I don't think that there's, I feel like we should just, like, acknowledge there's no magic bullet for anything. No. But, like, I think being present is the magic bullet. I think thinking things through is the magic bullet. I think. And figuring out and navigating what works for you. I like figuring out, like, absolutely. And it's a long process. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. You got to be a petri dish like me. <laughs> we're all our own teacher, but like I said, you know, like I mean, the, the boob tenderness. Like, yeah, I happen to try this thing, it right? Really, it works, you know, really well for me. It might not for yeah, other people. right. Um, it's really cheap actually. The Trader Joe's oil of evening primrose, and I really like someone might be like, oh, it's so cheap, it can't work for me, or maybe a more expensive one, right? But no, hey, it works. But I, I've had no problems with it. But I think like we're all looking. We're something to change ourselves. We're, of changing ourselves. Yeah. And I think to your point, Amanda, we're all looking for like this quick fix. Like it's like, oh, okay, that must be what's going to help. Or, oh, this is going to do that. And, and I'm going to see gratification. I'm going to see this. Yeah, and it's I like, no. Yeah. Well, it's part of our new society, our instant yeah. gratification iPhone. Yeah, it's true. Everything's so fast that nobody actually wants to do the work. No one wants to work no for it. Wants nobody wants to do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Amanda and I talk about this but, all the time together. You know, my people will say this. Yeah. Like, oh, you've never had like a weight problem, and there and people will say that to me. It's like no, we're both petite people, no, you I've and I. Never had a weight problem, but here's the thing: I've always just been a really healthy. I was gonna say your lifestyle. You work out. You eat well. So yeah. of course you've never like. Whereas me, I am petite, but I am like I'm, I'm petite, but I you know can take on weight. And in college, not that I was like by any means like heavy but like I drank a lot of beer because I was partying obviously and doing things I shouldn't be doing and I gained like a good 30 pounds and that was the heaviest I've ever been and it really showed for me because I am so petite and my mom was like oh my god what are you doing and whatever but it's like everybody again everything comes on you different like differently yeah but to your point like for you, I get that because I've been around you for almost three years. We've been friends besides our podcast. And it's like, yeah, because you don't, like, you eat well for the most part. You work out a lot for the most part. So for your lifestyle and the way you do things, that's why your body doesn't take it on. But I also don't go crazy. I don't own a scale. Right. I don't do any of that. And like, I, it's just like, I it's funny because I think that people come down, but it's also like, I do have really big hips. 
my bathing suits are all size 10. Like, she, I swear she has body dysmorphia, Diana. I tell her this all the time. I'm like, I can't with you. Like, I love you, but I can't. <laughs> you do, but you're not. Okay, but yeah. You you look great. No, no, thank you. And I don't mean I have a bad body. I don't think it's perfect. But like, I think it we're all works in progress, you know. I don't eat fast. I filter. I did it. I had chick legs. <laughs> I had chick legs on Valentine's Day. Sometimes you gotta just indulge and enjoy life. You know. She just has she has perfectionism issues. Has yeah, oh please. I have told her this, Diana, so many times. Like, stop beating down on yourself and being such a perfectionist. Like, it's great that you like want to do so much and like you're super smart, but like stop beating yourself no, down. No, I'm, I'm trying and I'm trying to not do that, but you're more aware of it. <laughs> I'm, you're aware. I'm trying. I also don't obsess over the scale. And like I, I think that people just get obsessive over things. Instead of just thinking logically, and I don't think I don't think it helps anyone. No, it does not. Like it just it just does. Amanda, go through the white door. Can <laughs> <through the> <laughs> we think of that now? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's true, and and on, I mean, and on that note, Dana, um, we have to get going in a few here. But I mean, what would be some like things that you would leave our audience with, of course, we're going to have you plug yourself and tell people where to find you. We'll put it in the show notes, but before you go ahead and plug yourself, just give us like some last bits of, you know, you and maybe what people can find when they come to your blog and your site and that sort of thing. Uh, Simple, quick, easy tips on how to make life easier, like taking away all this, you know, getting rid of the clutter in your brain. I like to break things down and simplify. So if you want an answer, I give you honest answers. Like I said, I've, I've tested everything. You know, we can talk about turmeric all day long, but I'll, I'll, at the end of the day, I'm probably going to dismiss it because, you know, <laughs> unless it works for you. So these are the kinds of things that I talk about, and these are the kinds of things that I think people, um, they just, they, they spend too much time reading too much information, and it, and, they, and they get confused. I break it down. Just break it down and make it simple. That's right. what I really like to do is keep things simple. Uh, you know, I, my, my blog is on dianastobo.com, but at the retreat, for example, everybody is successful there because we break down and we demystify and we get rid of the clutter and the junk that carries, we carry carry it like a backpack. Right. So we we can't heal. We can't heal for carrying around that backpack of all of our bullshit and emotions and theories. That's true. Yeah. 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 So in a nutshell, break it down. Yeah, I, I, we love that. And they, so they can find you on your blog, on your site, right? Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. uh, Well, you can find me everywhere. Well, I've got a, I, my, my book, Get Naked Fast. I've got about 15 books I've written. Um, you know, of course, the Truth Bar and the RetreatCostaRica.com is if you ever want to come hang out with me, I do great retreats. Uh, we might take up on that. <laughs> yeah, I've got to a vacation. <laughs> I've got one coming up in September where it's 10 days and it's a detox, but it's more, it's emotional. It's, it's food, but it's also everything else. And it's, it's oh, working on amazing. <laughs> chipping, chipping away at the clutter. Yeah. Love it. Well, that's amazing. Well, I know our listeners, we call them our blogettes. They're going to love to go find you and yeah. take all this amazing information. From you. And thank you for being on for us. This was so much fun. And like, I just think very insightful and so interesting all about you. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun talking to you guys. Yes, and as we always say here, be fabulous. Bye. 
Cut them both How to Jane Fonda One, two, three, four Get your booty on the dance floor Work it out Shake it little mama Let me see you do the Jane Fonda five.